0: Hey folks, in this interview, a little something special for you. I have the distinct pleasure and honor of sitting down with artist, Steve Richard. This is Twitter. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I'm your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Today, I'm joined by artist Steve Richard. Steve and I are gonna talk about his motivations for his art, a little bit about his process and his view on just sort of the artistic community and the photographic community. Steve and I have had conversations offline and have talked a little bit about where his mind sits in this stuff. And I'll tell you, um, having conversations with Steve have, have adjusted the way that I look at photography in many ways and hopefully it will impact you as well. Steve Richard, welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going great and thanks
1: very much for uh, for taking some time to chat with me. I really really appreciate it. Looking forward to I it.
0: I am looking forward to this too. And and you know, typically before I start these these interviews, I ask the person that I'm interviewing you know, how do you want me to refer to you when I do the introduction? Is it photographer? Is it artist? Is it digital storyteller? Is it, you know, God of all these survey? you know, <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's the, and you said artist, very few people just say, just call me an artist, you know, can you talk about that a little bit? Why, why mm-hmm. artists? And then we'll get into, we'll yeah. get into a little bit of your background. Okay. This, this may ramble on a bit, but it's funny
1: because I, I am—I, you know—I certainly started out as a photographer, and and I used to love photography, and and still do love looking at photography. But uh, I really have a hard time trying to define the work I create, as uh, especially I, I work, at, as you probably know. Uh, frederick you know with 99 percent uh, fine art nudes to use this mm-hmm. this photography term and i and i really hate the term because if you go search that which i don't recommend uh it produces a a pretty big pile of shit and um and i and i started to realize um photography versus art has really been interesting and and something i think about a lot and 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 work with a lot and and It dawned, I mean, uh, a while ago that I'm actually not really interested in photography anymore. And meaning that photography, when I first started, was really about capturing images, going out and, if you wish, documenting things. And, And I used to love it a lot, but I started moving into creating images, creating stories, if you wish, creating moments that were really more about me and what's in my head and what I wanted to say. And... And I had a hard time trying to find uh, a way to say, well, this is kind of like being a fine art photographer. But but being a fine art photographer still didn't really do it for me. And I thought, well, really what I am is I'm, I'm an artist that uses a camera. And and I love looking at photography, but I'm, I'm really not a photographer. I, I'm not really interested in going out down the street with my camera or even going into the studio and, and, and you know, documenting things or... Or, or capturing things. I'm really just interested in creating these moments or these stories that are really, in fact, about me or about my ideals, my ideas. So how
0: do you reconcile that for, for, you know, the millions of photographers that are out there that, that call themselves photographer and embrace that? Are they, is it, is it a, a journey that the, the photographers are sort of on this path from you know the 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 seduction of the gear and the art form, and ultimately they'll you know maybe start becoming more about the art than the pixels and the whiz bang and the software and all that. Should should it be a trajectory like that? I, well, I,
1: only it should be for me and was and is. Mm. but uh, I, I think it's so personal. Uh, in fact, there's there's, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with being a photographer. In fact, a photographer is great. I just fell out of love with being a photographer in a way. and uh, and I though I still love looking at really great photography, I, I'm not interested in what most of the time makes up. The definition of a photographer and and i think some people could juggle both very well some people are really good artists and really good photographers and and uh, and walk the line in between them and some people never leave the photography world and you know even though they do certainly work that's artistic i don't want to make you know it's it's kind of a gray area but Mm -hmm. they approach they approach it from the photographer side and once again there's nothing wrong with that it's it's you know crossing over into a very specific um, artist focus, I think is, is, is very personal and, and unique. And, um, so I'm not sure that it's a journey that everybody takes or everybody wants to take whatsoever. Yeah. I don't know if that yeah. is a good question, but yeah.
0: And it, and it, it depends, right? You know, I was having a conversation earlier today with a software, someone from a software company, one of the larger software companies, uh, in the industry. And we were having a conversation about AI right? And we had one of these, a similar conversation at one of our TWIP member mixers previously. And the, the conversation centered around this this controversy that, that artificial intelligence or those applying those sorts of technologies to your images, uh, some people think it's dishonest. And then other people think it's, you know, hey, my pixels, you know, <laughs> I can do what I want to do with my pixels. My pixels, my choice, right? So... You know, we yeah. I know, you know, you're as we talk about we're moving to talking about your process and your work a little bit. I'm curious as to where you fall on that, because, you know, a lot of photographers say, you know, I'm I'm a purist. You know, I only I only mess with F stops and shutter speeds and I get it on the negative, but I don't get it on the negative. It ain't happening. You know, and then on the other side, there are photographers that say, you know what? The the like like our friend, Renee Robin, you know, will capture elements of the final piece, and not attempt to capture it all in one frame. It's all about capturing pieces of a final work that then get executed, or presented, or orchestrated in the computer. Where do you, where do you fall on that? I mean, is it? I know there's probably no one right answer to that, but which which direction do you lean in?
1: Okay. Well, first, well, there is there is only one right answer, of course, and that's. For, for, each person. Um, mm-hmm. and, and for me, uh, I fall into the, uh, I, you know, once again, uh, front. So from an artist perspective, I, I fall into, uh, I don't like to do any post-production. I certainly wouldn't let, um, any decisions be made by AI or any other process. And, and maybe, maybe cause, uh, maybe it's easier to describe it this way. Um, for me, the difference you know, one of the main things that that define an artist is the word intent. And for me, you have to have intent. If if I look at, for example, a painter or a sculptor, um, you know, every kind of brushstroke or every chisel mark or every everything that happens on that piece of art is done with intent, even though some of it may be somewhat in a way random, but it still has this intent behind it. So for me, that's the number one thing: is, is it has to be, uh, it has to be with intent. Every decision has to be with intent, and I, I would find it very difficult to to use any type of AI or or non-controllable system, uh, anything that even has some sort of randomness to it, uh, on any of my work, because then it would remove that intent, and and I probably wouldn't feel like I had it much to do with it. Um, so that's, that's number one, the, for me, the, the second part of whether, uh, you know, I'm for me, for, uh, I, I just despise post-production. I, I don't have any enjoyment sitting in front of a computer. Mm-hmm. I love getting it right in camera and getting it right. I mean, for me getting it right. So you, so I, I do everything to get it in camera, whether it's film. And of course, in the last 15 years or so, I've been shooting digital, but it's still, I, I get it in the shot. And if I can't get it in that shot, I won't accept the image. But the irony is, for example, you mentioned Renee. And, and we're, we're I actually look at Renee as, an, as another artist. She's, she um, she does a lot of post-production. But the irony is we both go after the exact same thing. We're both after creating this unique image um, that's ours, that tells our story, that that is about us she just does it a much different way than I do. And, you know, so she'll spend, uh, you know, a hundred hours in post-production and 20 minutes shooting it. And I'll spend, you know, a hundred hours getting it right, shooting it, setting it up. And, and tw- if I do 20 minutes post-production, that just annoys the shit out of me. I'd like two <laughs> minutes is, uh, is way more than I'd like to do. So for me, it really, it, the process. So there's, there's really two parts. There's the process. Um, which I think is is individual, but it, I think if you go back to Renee and I again, you'll, I think we both apply the same intent to our work. So everything that's in Renee's image is with her intent, or, or at least most of it. And I'm speaking for her. I don't, you know, I haven't asked her this question, or or I might have. I don't remember, but um, but I but I'm pretty sure that most artists uh, put a great deal of intent in their work. And, and that's probably the thing for me that, that is the defining, not, not the process, not the actual whether you use AI or not AI or you use you know, post-production filters. or um, To me, that's just personal. And, and, for, and, I, and I probably choose the extreme one-sidedness of, of avoiding any type of post-production uh, possible.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. See, the, one, of, one of the things that we, one, of, one of our previous conversations, one of the things you said that continues to haunt me to this day, Steve Rashard, is you were talking about the, um, uh, you, you said, I'm paraphrasing, but you said something to the degree of, you know, anyone can take a photo of a pretty person. Um, but then you have to, does, is it just a pretty person if you were to swap that, that person out for uh, an average or unattractive person is it still a great photo photograph? <sighs> right, and that right. stuck with me because now I look at that's the that's why that haunts me because now I look at photos all over the place and I'm looking at these photos. And I'm like, is that a great photo? You know, is it is it is <laughs> it that a, is it art? Is it a work of art or is it just a? <laughs> capturing yeah. a beautiful person that was I'll, blessed with I'll, genetics <laughs>
1: and, and, and i'll give you the i'll give you my my mantra my quote and, and it's funny because anybody who's ever assisted for me they they probably would throw up if they heard me say this because they hear me say it about 400 times a day but but i have this mantra that really goes it it's it's easy to take a picture of a beautiful thing it's really difficult to take a beautiful picture and it's even more difficult to realize the difference and you can replace beautiful with any anything powerful you know exceptional does it, it really in a way doesn't matter but most people um go around and take pictures of ec- exceptional things and and call it an exceptional photograph and sometimes it is sometimes that that photograph of an exceptional thing is an exceptional photograph but that's not the measure There, there you know correlation and causality Aren't necessarily the same thing here, right. and so um, and and I think for me that's always been a measure, especially when you shoot beautiful things. So, for example, I work with with human bodies, and 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 if you think the human body is beautiful, it's pretty easy to look at a photograph of you know a, a nude male body that that has an exceptional build and and think, oh, what a what a great photograph. And for me, the test is. No, do I feel anything looking at this? Do I? Does this bring any moment, any memory, any any emotional response? And if if it doesn't, then I'm pretty sure I probably just documented a, a beautiful thing, but I didn't necessarily create anything beautiful. Yeah, I don't know if that yeah. makes sense, but that's but that's kind of this mantra that I've been using for a very very long time, and and I weigh it against every single uh, every single thing I create. I, I use this measure. So I love that. It's, yeah. it's one of, yeah, it's one of the, you know, my kind of toolbox, uh, my main, my main tool in the toolbox.
0: And now, you know, it's now you're, you're, there's a, a little Steve Richard on my shoulder all the time. <laughs> talking <laughs> in <said> my... That's <laughs> creepy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people on my shoulders. I would (laughs) would
1: smush that right now. Yeah, you know, I hear
0: voices. (laughs) Um, You know, I want to talk a little bit about uh, world building and and intent. So we, when looking at your work, and you know, of course, I'll link to your your galleries and show some of your images um, in the blog post for this episode, but. You know, you 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 speak of photographing with intent and being meticulous about the 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 production process versus the post-production process. Are you building in your head kind of like a like a Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, a Steve (laughs) Richard Richard universe where you have little vignettes of characters in that world that you then have to, you know, capture in certain situations? Is that is or is it more serendipitous?
1: it's it's both and it's good this is a really long answer to your question good but good so i'm good. going to do it in, in a couple parts um so there's what i call a fundamental set of rules i use and then each series i i work on has its own set of rules um its own universe if you wish so i, I don't i don't necessarily call it a universe i call it um i call it and this set of rules I, I i describe something that i that i refer to as a personal dogma so this is a set of rules that I apply to everything I create. And, and I apply them so rigidly, I won't allow anything through that doesn't meet this set of rules. So for example, um, perfect body line is one of the things that's, that's really important to me, and perfect dance body line, if you wish. So if you look at any of my images, you'll always see that the feet are pointed in a certain way. All the lines are really always drawing you back one way or another to the story, where the story's happening. Um, I really like uh, darkness with a sense of beauty. I, I, I like, for the most part, a sense of anonymity. Um, so there's this whole set of things that I I call a personal dogma. That's that's global. I apply to everything. And then if I'm working on a particular series, um, for example, say uh, say the uh, Obscuro, this this series that we shot underwater, it has. Um, uh, a few more laws of physics, if you wish, a few more rules, and and I create what I call a stage. So it's not really a universe. I create kind of a stage or a persona for the for the series, and then everything has to fit in that persona. So what I don't do is I, I usually don't have a I don't have a storyboard. Um, you know, I might have an idea of what the mood is and what the moment is I'm trying to create. But but on the day of the shoot, other than the lighting, which I've usually worked out, and the basic form and the basic shape and story, then I create the image with everybody in set. And we start working a bit at a time, meticulously, slowly, and and it might take me a couple of days to get a final image. But most of the time, the final idea is iterative, and the story um, forms that way. But the universe isn't that well, the universe is, real, excuse me, the universe is really this set of uh, rules, this personal dogma. And, and uh, like I said, it depends on the, the series itself. What does, does that, that, like? that kind of get to where that the does. question? Yeah, okay, that yeah.
0: does, yeah, no, absolutely. Instead of being explicit about, you know, this is this universe and these are these characters in the universe and let's move them around yeah. and put them like this, it's it, like you said, it's it's like uh, in the world of 3D, you know, computer graphics, you you define a set of rules. Um, that you know the gravity is like this, or the wind is like that, and the light's from right. over here, and it's of this color, and then you put stuff in that world, and then you know it it's behaves exact, exact, explicitly it behaves pertaining to those rules, right? And
1: when it and when it doesn't fit, if it looks the neat thing about having this, such rigid dogma like this, it's it's really easy to edit because if it doesn't fit, it's it just yells and screams at you. Mm -hmm. So um, for example, um, every time we shoot a series, and usually a series takes three to three to ten years or whatever, it depends. So it it develops its own voice. You know, I wrap this set of dogma around the particular series, and then for example, I go back to obscuro, you know, we'd be shooting obscuro and be, oh, that's a really nice image, but it's not obscuro. And I just delete it. It because it doesn't fit into that universe, as you say. It doesn't fit into that voice. Even if the story is a bit like I want it, what I'm wanting to say, I, I'm going to still have to mold it and shape it, fit it in, so I'm comfortable with it uh, fitting into the series, which probably is a bit crazy, but it's just the way I like to work. But. It's the
0: process; it is your process, which it's is yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, there, there's so much to talk about, and one of one of the the things that's kind of in my head was. I think you had mentioned before when we were we were having a conversation about the the idea of permanence right and and i think what i had posed to you was hey it's this is we're in the digital world now like what you know you could create a million versions of a, of a particular print do you do that, you know? And you had a very intriguing answer to that. Do you remember that conversation? Yes, yes. I, well, I and I've I've had this. So it, it's
1: interesting. So, so first of all, it, it, when I when I create an image, uh, I'm shooting. Uh, I usually shoot with Phase One and a half for the last ten or fifteen years. So I shoot tethered, and and I shoot like a sculptor with sculpt. You know, so I I, I develop the image. Uh, bit at a time, and I might work on the position of a wrist and a, and a chin, and you know, an eye line, and then I'll keep changing it to iterative. And as soon as I get to a um, an image that I think is better than, you know, the ones we've created in you know the last half hour or whatever, um, I'll I'll go and select everything previous to this new image and delete it. And in fact, I, I love doing this in front of an intern that's visiting. So if I'm ever working with an intern from one of the schools, it's one of my favorite things to do is watch the, um, their body language when I go up and grab all these images and hit the delete button just because they're shock and horror at what I've just done. Yeah. So, so this process for me, even so this one that I now keep, and I keep working to see if I can fine tune and make the story better. It's, you know, if I end up with a better image than that one, then I'll delete everything except for this one. And, and usually the only thing I'll keep is maybe I'll keep up uh, one or two images that are, if I can't decide, I'll, I'll keep them as a backup in case I ever have a problem with this file before I get it, even though I shoot to a raid, before I get an off-site backup done. Yeah. and I, um, However, so to answer your question, so, so first of all, I'm only after one image, uh, usually from a shoot. And it's and and it's part usually part of a series but when I release this image in print or at least since the book Ariel which is a couple of years now I, I create one print one signed print it's one of one and as soon as that's sold it'll never exist in print again it, it might exist in a book and it might exist in a digital form of course but it's only one print so I look at I look at what I do is I'm really out to create this one piece of art this physical piece of art and uh once that's printed and owned or wherever it is it, that's it there's only one and and i know that really sounds about you crazy because technically that's it's not like i'm a painter and i've only painted one i could press the print button as many times as I want, but i i refuse to that's that's not what i do it's not what i'm creating i'm creating that's one what piece i found so art.
0: intriguing because we're in the digital age right and Everything is zeros and ones and, you know, things for better or for worse are driven by money, you know, and if yeah. you create a Steve Richard print that there is demand for and people want that. And, you know, you, you know, here, here's a scenario, you know, yep. uh, uh, Elon Musk, you know, the founder of Tesla, SpaceX, you know, yeah, all these different companies says, Yeah, I want a Steve Richard print in my dining room on the wall, boom. And I know it has value because he says he only prints one. I've got one. Boom. I've got that. It's on my wall. And then let's say Bill Gates comes along and says, you Know what? I, I like that print you got. I think I want that one in my living room. That would look really nice in one of my living rooms, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you in that scenario, you would say no. Would you say no, or oh, would I, you of say course, no. no? Of course, I'd say no. And I actually, for me, I'd <laughs> say get a hold of
1: uh, you know, your friend and see if you can buy his. Um, it, <laughs> I it's, love that. it's not. It's not important to me. So the irony is, is I think you nailed it right ahead. Just because the technology allows you to do something doesn't mean it's necessarily right for you to do it. And okay. and I think for me, the philosophy is really simple. Uh, I love the idea that I've created this one thing and there's only one of it that physically exists. And and to me, that just it just makes me feel right so that's what i'm going to do um I, you know and i will admit there's some there's some series of for example in the ariel book there's five images that we did a kickstarter for the book and, and we released five images of these five images and uh, but the rest of the, the rest of the book is, is one and this new series we're working on myth is the same thing it's it's one only one image will be printed um and so it's i you know uh, maybe maybe I, I have this philosophy to think: in order to be an artist, you have to uh, take a vow of poverty. And and I say that jokingly and but also not jokingly. And what I mean by that is, I, I don't want to be focused on oh geez, I can sell five hundred copies of this print. That can you know, I'm I'm really focused on creating the work. That's all that's important for me. And 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 I have to create a piece that really is. Um, is, is part of, part of me, part of what I do. And, and what I found is I've migrated to this creating one of one is the thing that, that just kind of solidifies it. It's, it's the foundation that, that makes me feel really great about it. And I can't foresee ever changing it now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the process. I mean, that, that even, even you saying those words inherently adds value to the work, right? Because people that are buying it, they can hear that echoing in the work. And like, I, this thing for some reason is heavier, (laughs) you know, it has, it has a weight to it that an ordinary print wouldn't, because I know that this is, I have it, you know, this is the only one of this and I have it. And I have the commitment from Steve Richard that this is the only one. Yep. Well, it'll be the only one that I'll print. So,
1: but Mm -hmm. here's, here's what's interesting. I think is, um, is you can, I mean, for me, this is this is important to have this one of one. But but it doesn't. I don't think it makes the work more or less uh, valuable in a way. Uh, the irony of you know this is this is a discussion that I that would we would go on. We could probably spend a week talking about this. But when you look at art and you look at what makes really good art, and then you look at what makes really expensive art, what makes art valuable. A lot of times they're somewhat uh, independent of each other. And, mm-hmm. and I think I have never been, so the motivation for me wasn't making the image more valuable. Um, yeah. Without question. That's wonderful. And if you can talk Bill Gates into giving give me a great deal of money, I'll, I'll pick any of the remaining prints of Ariel, for example, I'd be happy to, to ship him a great big print. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's not, that's not the reason I didn't, do this to make the art more valuable. I did this to just anchor what I do and that that's really the only reason. And if the spin off is that the art is more valuable, great. But the marketing side is is you know a cloud that that I usually just confuses me. I don't spend a lot of time in it. And 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 I would be the worst person in the world to take marketing advice from well there might be someone worth i'm not sure but you know maybe my cat maybe, maybe no i think my
0: cat would probably offer better advice so um yeah I, 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 there, there's, just, some, there's some politicians <laughs> i can think of that you probably wouldn't yeah, marketing be, advice <laughs> from. yeah.
1: um so but i uh, for, so for me that's it's you know i i just didn't want to go down that road of marketing you know whether whether this image is worth more or less or you know because that really wasn't the motivation whatsoever Yeah. in fact and i'm not even sure you know i've had this discussion with many of my friends sell prints and they'd sell limited editions and we've had this you know does edition size matter and blah 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 and you know and and what really matters if you're trying to make a lot of money uh with your photography is to market it properly and, and spend a lot of time and effort and 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 hire really good people to market your product well and yeah and i think that's way more important than deciding whether it's one of one or one of ten or whatever that is you know that's yeah that's not really relevant
0: and it depends me. on your you know and everyone's motivations are different right so yeah, yeah like oh said, yeah it, absolutely yeah
1: so uh, you know well, this is Oh, sorry, I was going to say this is so. This is man. Maybe this is the the cop out part. But my favorite thing about presenting and standing up in front of a and saying, "Look, I'm I'm not really a photographer. I'm an artist, and everything I say is just my opinion." So take the pieces that make sense and throw all the rest away because there's no laws of physics. This is just, this is just me rambling on. So um, so there's a real beauty in that. Is I, I can actually be a bit reckless in a way. I don't. It, it's not like I'm spouting anything that's that means anything to anybody but me and and the pieces that make sense to anybody else. So that's wonderful. But it's, it's not really any truth. You know, it's not really any, um, kind of, like I said, marketing wisdom or anything like yeah. that. It's just, just the way I look at the world. That's all.
0: But it, but so, it, it is, it, I think it's pertinent and I think it's helpful. Um, because it, it, it the exercise in constraints, I think, helps a lot and is a lot of, in a lot of ways, liberating for a lot of people, you know, where, you know, you're, you're doing, let's say you're doing, it's a photographer and he's doing a a model shoot. You know, and there's the pressure of, okay, I got to get a bunch of images and let's do 12 different poses and outfit changes and let's bring the makeup artist on and do three different looks and, you know, indoor, outdoor, you know, wet, not wet, mud, you know, all this stuff. So that you can have a a suite of images to sort of pick through in, in Lightroom to find the one that works versus the Steve Richard way of saying, I'm after this image. I'm after this one particular image, and I'm going to obsess over getting that image to hell with everything else. I'm f- focusing my magnifying glass on the piece of d- paper to burn a hole in it right there versus heating up the whole sheet of paper. I think okay. there's yep. there's liberation in that, you know? Ver- oh, you know?
1: Oh, I, I agree. Uh, actually, there's a huge liberation in it. So, um, you know, I've come up through the, the, the normal, you know, go to a shoot, uh, you know, and take 25,000 images and and then hope one of these worked out. And and or uh, actually even earlier, I'd go to a shoot and take 25,000 images and think 25,000 images are really good. When, <laughs> in fact, when none of them were any good. But, um, you know, so, uh, you know, I've, I've certainly... You know, I started in 1973. Um, you know, I've I've I've, I've had um, as bumpy road as anybody else, and and learned a lot of lessons, and still have a lot to, to figure out. But, but for me, there's, and this is when I started off. When 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 I really take the approach of I, I'm not really I'm not really a photographer. I'm an artist. I'm trying to tell a story. I'm trying to create this moment that's really about me. The, the difference is um, in my process. I I allow that to uh to develop while i'm even creating the work so so for example i might start off on a shoot day and say oh i, I really want this darkness i want this to be about the the inner strength well, i don't know i'm making shit up as i go but but maybe loss and 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 i'm going to have it so you know you're you say i might have uh, you know a model and i might say i'm going to have it so you're really you're really powerful but you're looking at this empty chair as if this is um, you know, this is this is kind of a metaphor for a sense of loss. And then, and and I'll be working on this and working on this, and we'll be doing the same thing, going through the process and saying, "Oh, this image definitely is much better. I think what your body language would be better if we just moved your shoulder a little bit and turned the hand so the gesture really meant something." And then the model will do something. I'll go, "Wait, wow, that's way better than everything we've done so far. Mm-hmm. I like what you've just. Holy shit! Now it's all about." power. And it's about not loss, but it's about maybe you're, you're, this emptiness is your choice. And all my my brain will go, oh, this is way better. And, and I just start again. And the same thing. The difference is I have my dogmas. I know what body language and line I'm going to use. I know what the lighting is going to be. I know what level of anonymity. All those things I don't have to stumble around with because it's part of my personal dogma. But I'm not afraid to change in, you know, in mid-direction to go, oh, yeah, now we're, we're going south. I knew we were going east, but now we're going south. And um, some days, you know, we, I do go north and then south and then north and then south and then right back at the starting spot and end up nowhere. Um, but usually I end up with an idea and, and uh, somewhere to start again at the next time.
0: You know, that, but, you know what that sounds a lot like? That sounds like the, uh, the scientific method. In, in, in science <laughs> yeah. right it's like yeah, yeah. You like you, you, you test a hypothesis yeah. and if it works you do more of that thing right
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it's true it's it's true yeah and um except there's very little science i think in whether well, maybe there's psychology i don't know but it's probably, very little yeah, science I thing yeah. yeah
0: yeah you know yeah. I'm, I'm interested i'm interested to to get your thoughts on just sort of the stigma around the the nude photography or the fine art nude photography industry. On the one hand, we have an influx of, you know, some photographers that come in with, with varying motivations for taking photos of nude or scantily clad women, you know, some nefarious reasons, some justified reasons. Um, and then the spectrum from left to right, all the way from creep, all the way through you know, high end fine art photographer where you sit. So how, how do you you know, reconcile the perception and the stigma around photographing the nude body for, you know, as hypocritical as it is, right. Yeah. <laughs> of Photographing the nude body and keep yourself out of the bucket of those guys that, you know, we call them the GWCs, right. Guy with camera, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. how, how does that work for you?
1: So, well, so uh, I, most of the time I just bury my head in the sand and don't think about it, but but you're right. And I started off in the conversation. It's why I, I don't even like to use the word fine art nude because it, it, it's it's true. I, I shoot fine art. I create fine art images and 99% of the time with a nude body. But if you use that definition to search out fine art nude photography, um, you, you'll end up with 90% of pictures of beautiful things, and in most cases, uh, you know, and 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 I just think, well, that's not really my what I do. So one of the questions, you know, it's pretty easy to weed it out and say, well, what was the what was the intent of this shoot? Was it for the photographer, as you said, the worst case, a GWC, to, to be in the room with naked women, or men, or whatever it is you're, you're interested in, and and just so you can take photographs of them. I mean, well, I guess, yeah, that whatever. But that's, that's not even really what that, so that's on the extreme. That's not, that's not even photography, right? That's a, more of a fetish. It's more of a, I don't know what it, voy- it is. Voyeurism. Yeah. Voyeurism, yeah. So, and then, then there's a lot of people that, so, and this doesn't necessarily apply to naked bodies. It could apply to cars. It could apply to trees. It could apply to anything. And I don't mean this in a fetish sense. I mean this in a documenting beautiful subjects. So a lot of people uh, would find uh, nude bodies a beautiful subject and they go in and document them and that's fine as well but but there's no intent there's no self there there's no there's no there, you haven't put yourself in this image you're not trying to say anything all you're trying to do is capture or document this and and that's a real craft and there's nothing wrong with that whether it's a girl and boy or a tree or a car but for me that's really starting to get to this definition of photography and and I, for me, I move way past that and say, no, I'm I'm not a photographer. I, I'm an artist. I like to tell stories, create moments, if you wish, of um, and and to to kind of set uh, metaphors in place. And I love to do it with the human body. Uh, not unlike you know artists for you know, a thousand years or more. And or so more, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not a new subject and what I do certainly isn't new. So um, I'm going to give you, I, and I can't remember her name, but uh, um, this is a, a bit of a story, but I, I used to ch- check my website stats every month and now I check it every year, but I used to check my website websites. And one month I got this, um, this huge hit from a, a blog. I think it was called pretty in pink and the woman that wrote this blog was a a model used to be a model and she did this this whole blog about uh fine art nudes and um i wish i could give you the link but i don't even know what the link is and and um she talked about how you know it was kind of appalling to her for the most part that she had modeled a great deal as a fine art nude model and most of the time she said basically it's 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 just awful it's people just taking pictures of nude girls converting them black and white and calling them fine art and and she had this beautiful uh, phrase that i i I even emailed her and said if you don't mind i'd like to use this in my presentations and and her catchphrase was um fine art nude is to photography what the dirty limerick is to poetry and i thought that says it Fairly well. <laughs> <laughs> ouch. Yeah, it's, it was definitely an ouch. And, and you know, it so, was a girl from Nantucket. From right? Nantucket yeah. <laughs> so, and I thought, you know, that's it. So she was bitter, of course. And, and, and I just choose to ignore it all. I just choose to. So, for example, um, you can have uh, a, a, a magazine store with a, with a FHM magazine, you know, a girl holding her breasts up, uh, you know, looking at the camera very sexually, but you can't have one of my images. And, mm-hmm. and I just think that's pretty nuts, isn't it? One's extremely sexual, and the intent is without question sexual. And then on the other side, there's just one that might have a, a nipple in it, a female nipple, because a male nipple is allowed. Um, and, and it's not allowed. For example, it's not allowed on Facebook. It's not allowed on Instagram. And um, whereas the other one would be. And I thought, well, this is a very strange world. How about I just ignore it? I'm going to just ignore it, because it's not a battle you can fight and win. I can't stand up on a soapbox and say, yeah that's wrong, you know give me, uh, you know, give me my freedom back. I mean, it's, it's not yeah. that important. So
0: yeah, people with buckets of money have tried, right? <laughs> well, I, well I, and you know what? Look, I, I'm kind of driven
1: to do what I do. I, I love what I do. And I, I think what I do is it's important to me. And uh, so if it fits into certain parts of the world or it doesn't, uh, I really don't give a shit. And, and it's also, that's why I don't even care what it's called, but I, I, I usually don't call myself uh, I usually don't say I shoot fine art nudes for fear someone's just going to, you know, Google that, and mm-hmm. and uh, and you know, most of the time, what it brings up is, eh, you know, it depends on, you know, your point of view, but it can be pretty, pretty significantly bad, and um, so so it's a, it's a tough question, and it's probably a dialogue you could also spend a week on, along with what's the price of art at you know, what, what makes a fine art nude? what's, you know, what, what's the definition of that. And, um, yeah, so I usually, I usually just once again, bury my head in the sand and don't even go there. It's not worth the discussion to be honest.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And focus on what's important to you and just keep drilling on that. Um, as we, as we wrap it up here, Steve, I wanted to just, uh, take it in the direction of education. So, the, a lot of the photographers that are watching this and a lot of them that are in the, the TWIP community, um, love to shoot this genre of photography, um, and want to get better at it. How do, what, what are some tips from you, you know, to sort of move in the direction of, even if you're already a good, you're already competent at this, this art form, but you want to get excellent at it. How do, how do you move in the direction of excellence?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, two things. One, I would slow down and, uh, it's so, if you walk in with a philosophy of "look, I'm going to get an idea today," not even an image. Today, I'm after an idea, and and allow yourself to fail. So, if you give, if you could walk into any environment, and say, "look, I don't know everything. I know very little, in fact." So, I, um, you know, I, I, I play with the the, the Dunning Kruger curve all the time. You know, this <laughs> brilliant psychologist that, that you know fully understood this uh, this. You know, the, 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 you know, you know when you know a little bit about something, you totally overestimate how much you know. And yes. I just done them an awful disservice by doing a Dunning-Kruger, by, by pretending I know anything. But um, so a, a lot of people um, uh, are afraid to say, look, I, I don't know very much about this. And today I just want to learn more. And that's the number one thing. And then to go in and say, look, failing is, is wonderful. Uh, you know, I would shoot in my studio almost every day. And most days were failures, meaning I didn't end up with this world-class image. But I ended up with an idea or I ended up discovering something that wasn't going to work but might work if I do this change. And and I think my number one advice would be to, to walk into a shoot. Let everybody know that, hey, this is a creative day, even if you've hired a model and hired a studio and say, look, I, I, it's not important that I create this image today. What's important is I, I, I create the ability to learn something, to discover something, to maybe, and, and the irony is probably that has more potential for you to create an exceptional image than any other way, because now you're open, you're, you're not closed and, and, and fighting any creativity so that's number one the number two thing i think would be you know take take some workshops or lessons from people that i think get the concept so from artists um and in fact i I recommend you know my inspiration is very rarely comes from photographers it comes from artists it comes from caravaggio it comes from the pre-raphaelites it it comes from you know frederick J. watts or sorry not Frederick, frederick watts it comes from um, Herbert Draper comes from you know, artists that, that are totally about telling their story or their stories. And, and I find that a much better place for inspiration. So I think those things. And then if, if you really kind of want to work in the fine art nude genre and you don't know how to work with models that much, hire a model that's, that's really a good fine art model and tell them you haven't got a clue and pay them to help you communicate, pay them to maybe, um, you know, come up with a story and work together to say, how would we create this story without you posing and me just pushing 12 frames a second, um, what I call monkey mode uh, and, and having that, you know, be the, be the, the thing. In fact, uh, I'll, maybe I'll end with this story, but sometimes when I teach workshops, that's in fact, I would go up to the model firsthand and I would say, Every time the flash goes off, I want you to rock this beautiful pose. Just do your stuff. And I would set the camera to do automatic at one frame a second or whatever and i but i looked like i was controlling it going yeah oh beautiful and everybody in the you know the, would be watching the model and looking at the screen and i'd keep saying yeah and then i'd literally walk away from the camera and keep saying yeah and eventually i just could walk out of the room and, and every and after a while people would start to notice i wasn't even at the camera and and it's funny because you'd come back and look at the images on the screen and they'd all be uh pictures of a beautiful girl posing and, and I would say, what did I have to do with this? Like, was there any intent here? Does this have anything to do with me? And, of course, it, it didn't. Any The camera did all the decisions. The model did all the work. Um, so, and, and I always find it really funny. If, if you're going to be a fine art nude photographer, if you use that term, you go book a model, you book a studio, and you're, all you're going to do is push the button. Well, why wouldn't you just go have a coffee and and take that out of the equation right so um so i think the approach for me would be to 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 work with people who do get the concept if that's what you're interested in and 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 let yourself be wrong for a while it's okay let let people explain to you let learn a bit and fail a bit and 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 it's okay to walk out of a shoot with no exceptional images just maybe some ideas that's that's totally fine
0: is it, is it better uh, or, you know, maybe it depends is the answer, but is it is it better to, to go to a workshop that has, you know, half a dozen photographers shooting a model with an instructor or is it better, you know, from a learning perspective for the photographer to say, you know what, follow Steve's advice, I'm going to go find uh, an experienced fine art nude model and work with her one-on-one to collaborate on a story or... or Is it both? Does it have to be an an, or? Can it be an and?
1: Uh, Yeah, maybe. can. So for me, it can't. So I I don't want to look. I'm not pissing on anybody's photography workshops. um, That's not my intent whatsoever. I'm just going to I'll tell you what I feel is Mm -hmm. is not a good workshop. And so if if walking in with 15 people all taking pictures of the same model posing and all your and you're not directing. Right. And you're and you're not tuning and and controlling. But if all you're doing is sitting there with everybody else and taking the picture, I'm not sure what how much you're learning. I think that just becomes an experience. And that might be that if that's what you're interested in, that's fine. So if you're interested in that photography experience, and and if that makes you comfortable, and if this is your first time working with, for example, a new female model and, and this makes you comfortable where you wouldn't have been before, well great, then it has an advantage. But i don't think in my opinion you're going to learn very much compared to um working almost one-on-one with a with a with a photographer and and for example and i'm not trying to promote my workshops over anybody else's workshops or my philosophy but i guess you did ask me the question so i'll tell you my philosophy in a workshop is is i won't take any more than six people and i only let one person shoot at a time and 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 that way we all get to kind of listen and when they have a question i when i'm explaining to them i'm also explaining to everybody else and and a lot of times the person will either ask a question or they'll do something that no one else would have thought to ask and not even myself would have thought about it and and everybody gets to learn something really important um but for me i wouldn't do it any other way and in fact uh, i'm starting to so this is going to this is going to sound really batshit crazy. Um, I've even got to the point of trying to get it down to four people in a, in a particular workshop, shop. except the, the, the economics are brutal at that point. But uh, other than there's a workshop we've already uh, booked in Montreal, any workshop after this, I'm not even going to let anybody keep images. So you come to the workshop, we take images maybe on just camera. But if you're there to get portfolio images you're there totally for the wrong reason. It's not, Um, that's not, that's not why you're here. So yeah, everything would have to be deleted. um, And I would maybe send out some images for reference uh, with notes on them. But, but if, if you're there, if you're at a workshop to, um, to get portfolio images, then I think you're there for the wrong reason. That's not a workshop anymore. That's a photo, greedy or a you know a shoot event and and and, and why are they even portfolio images they're, they're not really your image You pushes the button <laughs> but, right um so um uh, but you know so so uh yeah so that's kind of my philosophy uh, but i am not trying to shit on anybody else's teaching uh, that's that's not my intent whatsoever this is just the way i look at the world take the pieces that make sense to you
0: I love it. I love it, and we'll end it. We'll end it right there. Steve Richard, thank you for taking the time to do this. Always My a pleasure. pleasure. Yep. And now, people that have watched this video understand why I'm haunted by Steve Richard. just slick him off. He's right there. He won't let go. He won't <laughs> let go. He's holding on right there. Uh, well, Steve, uh, I've got your URL up on the screen right here. Is that the best okay, place yep. for for folks it, to go? It's probably and the, for only the place. Yeah. i was gonna say for the folks that are listening to the audio version it's it's steve richard or steve richard, richard steve richard.com yeah. right
1: that's right yeah i i do have a facebook page that I, I i update uh really rarely uh like for example i'm presenting at photocon hawaii in a, in a couple of weeks and well presenting on my out of my living room to photocon, <laughs> photocon hawaii thanks <laughs> to covid but but um so uh, I'll do that on Facebook, but I I, I never post images on Facebook because they're not allowed. So I, I and I refuse to, to censor them. So I won't post there. But so for me, the the only social media I don't have Twitter or well, I don't even know what they, they are now. I'm not an old man, get off my lawn syndrome. But <laughs> if basically um, uh, you, the website's the, really the only place if you want to contact me. There's a contact there. There's some behind the scenes videos if you're interested to see the processes and. And um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm a, It might take me a day or two to get back to people, but I get back to everybody. Anybody who sends me an email, I'm happy to to uh, you know,
0: to shut back. Fantastic. All right, Steve Richard, thank you for for taking the time to do this. My, my uh, pleasure. And yeah. Frederick,
1: thanks so much for inviting me. It's it's always awesome to talk to you. I look forward to the next time.
0: Oh yeah, we'll we'll definitely do it again. Like you said, we have lots to talk about. We could do a whole episode just on you know the the whole nude fine art you know controversy we has a million things for us to talk about so sounds Um, sounds good okay you have a you have a great rest of your week and be safe up there you too take care okay all right okay bye-bye this is twitter